that is the goal, is that we all end up on the same page, believing that Jesus Christ is our personal Lord and Savior, and our entire desire is to be transformed so that our life looks more like his. Linked Up Church, would you put your hands together for the ministry gift of Dr. Bill Winston. lift our hands up to the Lord. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this awesome church. Thank you, Lord, that we are linked up. Thank you for the anointing that's on this house, on me and these lips of clay, that I speak this word with excellence, accuracy, and boldness, asking you to think through my mind, speak through my lips, and this word shall come forth unhindered, unchecked, by any outside force. Now we give you the praise and call it all done. In Jesus' name, can somebody shout amen? amen. Take your seats, please. Glory to God. Amen. Y'all got all these modern podiums and stuff. Boy. My Lord. Okay, hold on. Let's set my time here, case God, because I do have to go home. Uh, okay. Start the clock. Had to get a charger because my battery had run out, and they had one back, back there, so these are good people. <laughs> well, how y'all doing? <laughs> Say, bless and highly favored. There you go. That's a biblical confession. Well, we're glad to be with you tonight. Um, this ministry of ours has really been busy. Um, last year, we just, uh, we were all over the world last year. And um, people are wanting the word of God. And uh, the church is the world's only hope. Yeah, we, we got to remember that. We are... God's chosen people. Let's give you past and first lady a hand clap for the work that they're doing. Praise God. Yeah, stand up. Give them a standing ovation. I mean, this facility itself is a testimony, you know, of what, what God is doing. <clears throat> it's very, very powerful. So I thank God for them. Let's uh, open our Bibles, please, and let's go to <clears throat> Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter 2 to start out with. Now, we're going to several places here, and um, I really expect you not to be different. Uh, I mean, I expect you to be different than you were 
when I came in, when I leave, you're going to be a little bit different. You're going to see what God is going to do and how God's going to do it. Uh, let's look here at uh, Deuteronomy in chapter 2 and verse 24. Rise ye up and take your journey and pass over the river Arnon. And behold, I have given unto thine hand Zion, the Amorite king of Heshbon, and his land began to possess it and contend with him in battle. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations. Let's go now to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7, start reading at verse 1. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, which uh, whether thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, the Jebusites, and the Parasites. No, I did, that, that wasn't in there. Uh, seven nations. Great. How many of y'all want some parasites cast out of your house? Uh, no, I was just kidding. Um, uh, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. Seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and shalt utterly destroy them. And thou shalt make no covenant with them and show no mercy to them. Let's go to Joshua, please. Joshua. Joshua chapter 18. Joshua chapter 18. And it says in Joshua 18 verse 3. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you slack to go in to possess the land which the Lord thy God, your fathers, has given you? Okay. You got some uh, words? Okay, here's is behind me. Okay, great. Um, let's talk about possessing your possessions. Possessing your possessions. Um, <clears throat> a lady came up to a woman of God. If I called her name, you'd know it, but she, and she gives healing meetings along with her husband. A large international ministry. She's a wife. And um, she said a lady came to her and she asked her, said, um, Sister so-and-so, I'm doing all I can to get my healing. For some reason, I just can't seem to get it. And she said, uh, can you tell me what my problem is? She said, yeah. She said, what is it? She said, you don't know enough. Now that, that sounds like a real short, oversimplistic answer. But you gotta remember, he said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. 
He didn't say the lack of money, did he? Um, it's amazing how much knowledge is lacking in the church. Now, when I say knowledge, I'm not talking about information. I'm talking about revelation. Because unless you get revelation, you can't develop faith to receive what God has for you. I got to have revelation. And so as we look at these scriptures tonight, I'm, I'm going to go through them and guaranteed you'll see something. I'll show you something out of the scriptures that um, is different uh, from perhaps what you've heard before or adding to. But you've got to take it yourself and you've got to take it home and meditate it. See, that, that's, that's your part. God can't meditate it for you. You've got to meditate it yourself. So you've got to take that scripture, and you take it home, and you begin to look at it and apply it and, and think about it and ponder it and start confessing it, so forth and so on like that. And pretty soon, that scripture begins to come alive. And when it begins to come alive, it begins to show you things that you hadn't seen before. In other words, light comes in. And whatever is revealed to you will be restored to you. I'll try that again. Whatever is revealed to you will be restored to you. All right? Now, I want to match that up with what God told Abraham. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, he said to Abraham, talked to Abraham as Abraham was beginning to go out into uh, the world. <clears throat> he said to him, I thought those scriptures were coming up on the board back there, but let's go to this. Okay. Um, you can get your little fingers ready because I'm going to move pretty fast. <laughs> um, and the Lord said to Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now your eyes and look from the place where you are, from northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, to thee will I give it into thy seed forever. Now all the land that you see, I'm going to give it to you. Let's flip that over. If you can't see it, I'm not going to give it. So God transfers what you see. If you don't see it, he can't transfer it. He just, he, right there, you just set the ground rules for how he's going to operate. And so that's why you can see a lot of people in church that's been in church for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, but their life hasn't changed. Their life hasn't changed. And what has to happen is they have seen, you know, the church as a place where, you know, people come and gather and so forth and so on. And that, that's wonderful, the family of God, family of believers and so forth like that. 
But God is fully expecting you and I not to be just a hearer of the word, but what? But a doer as well. Now, if you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 35, and look what he says here, starting at verse 35 in the book of Luke, talking to Mary, all right? So the angel comes up, and the angel um, answered and said unto Mary, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. And therefore also the holy thing that shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. Now Mary asked a real important question here. She said, now how is this going to happen to me? Because God didn't say, the angel didn't tell her she's going to have a child. He told her she's going to have God. She's going to give birth to the Son of God. Now that's, that's a little bit more than just having a little baby. And so now this thing is totally out of reach of human, human ability, human effort. And God wants it to be that way. He wants it to be that. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, he wants it to be something that, you know, as far as we're concerned, bordering on the impossible. And so, but with God, all things are what? All things are possible. He said over in, um, and I'm coming back to that loop now, but let's go to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel in uh, chapter 2 in uh, verse 9. Samuel chapter 2 in verse 9. Now, watch this now. I'm building my case here. He said, he will keep thy feet in his, of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. By strength shall no man prevail. By your own effort shall no man prevail. Now, this is God talking here. He is saying, not by might nor by power, but what? By my spirit. He's saying, by your own effort, you're not going to succeed. So forget that. He said over in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 30, um, verse 29, pardon me, verse 29, and he talks about, um, I think it's verse 29, praise God, 1 Corinthians 30 and 29, 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 29, please, praise God. He said, and no flesh shall glory in his presence. Remember he said he's chosen the foolish things? Well, so no flesh can glory. Psalm chapter 62 and verse 5. Now these are, I'm just laying some groundwork now. Psalm chapter 62 and verse 5. Because God's about to take you into a giant land that you can't defeat them. He's about to take you into inheritance that you can't get. You can't get it. The, the shopping mall is too big for you. You can't get it. That, that hotel downtown is too big for you to inherit. But God's going to be with you. And he's going to lead you into the possession. Because it belongs to you. Look what it says. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Let me give you a little thing a man told me one time. 
When God is not the only source of your expectation, you will end up in frustration. When God is not the only source of your expectation, you'll end up in frustration. When, when David came to the front line, now David was fighting uh, this giant, giant named Goliath. Now I'm talking about giants, slaying giants and so forth. But in 1 Samuel chapter 17, um, uh, first, uh, first Samuel chapter 17 and verse uh, 39. You'll see here where Saul tried to put his armor on David. And David girded his sword up on his armor and he essayed to go for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these for I have not proved them and David put them off him. Now notice what he's doing. Saul's trying to help him. See, but subtly, the enemy behind that, Satan, is trying to draw David into his own ability. Watch this. God told me, he said, Raise up a school, school, Joseph Business School, okay? Now, this is going to be a business school that's going to teach God's people how to do business God's way, all right? So I called two of our members, Dolores and Ray, her husband, and he's got his MBA from the University of Chicago. She's got hers from Harvard. And I said, hey, you all got MBAs. You know how to do the thing and so forth. I said, go out and see and research how long it'll take for me to start this kind of school. And I just described it. And they go out and then they come back. And they said, it'll take one to two years to get it started. I said, well, let me go pray about it. So I go to pray about it. And then God speaks to me and said, it'll take two months. Tell them to go do it. Now, understand, because they're submitted, they took the word of their prophet. Remember what he said? A prophet is not without honor in his own house. See, he, they took the word of their prophet. God speaks to you three ways. One, he speaks to you himself. Secondly, he speaks to you from his word. Thirdly, he speaks to you by the prophet. That is the three ways God speaks to God's people. Your pastor is up here. When he's up here, here as a pastor, of course, but he has a prophetic anointing as well. So my point to you is, is they took the word of their prophet. Now that comes right out of Romans chapter 10, verse 14. In Romans chapter 10, verse 14, talking about how can they hear. He said this, Romans 10, 14 says, um, and they, how shall they, they then call on him who they've not believed? And how shall they believe on him who they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a who? A preacher. And how shall he preach except he be sent? That's the next verse. Okay. All right. Now, 
let's go back. And, and what they did is they went out, and all of a sudden, miracles start happening. Now, why? Because God was the only source of their expectation. And when he's the only source like that, now God can move because your source is God and he needs you. He said, my expectation is only from him. He wants your expectation to only be from him. Now he'll tell you when you need to go see the doctor or when you need to do this or do that, but he's got to be the one that tells you. Other than that, he wants to do it himself. So let's go back to Mary and look and see what Mary did because notice what happened. <clears throat> the enemy, <clears throat> Luke chapter 1, that's where I that it. So notice what happened. Saul tried to hang his armor on David. Now what is he trying to do? He's trying to get David to make himself the source rather than God. Now, I want you to get this. This is awfully important. This is what I'm, one of the things I've got to deliver to you in this meeting. David said, this day shall the Lord deliver you into my hand. Talking to Goliath now. He said, not only am I going to take your head off of you, 45 and 46, 1 Samuel 17. He said, but I'm going to also feed your army to the fowls of the air. Watch this. This day. See, that's just like saying, no, I don't want one to two years. I want two months. Now notice what I did. I took away time. Say time out. I took away time out of the equation. I don't, I don't want time. I want faith. And I cannot have faith and obey time at the same time. Yeah, and that's where some people lose out because once the enemy gets you in time, he's got you down where a natural man is. But you were never designed to serve time. Time was designed to serve you. Got it? All right, so... Notice Satan tries to get you to give yourself time because he knows also that would weaken your faith. What you do is if you deal with God, he's going to take it out of time. He's going to take it out of time. Time is always what the world will give you. They said, hey, I'll give you 30 years to pay off this mortgage. God says, I'll give you 30 days. And watch this, and do it. I was um, working for IBM, and um, I was a sales manager at that time, first-line sales manager in computers. And so it was the last day of the month, and here I was. I uh, didn't have any business, neither did the other manager, managers, because we were in an economic slump. And uh, we would go out, you know, if lunchtime and just have a big giant pity party. And so God said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm having a party. And uh, no, I didn't say it like that. But, but he, I knew what he meant. And what it did is he pulled me back 
to what I was using when I was a sales rep and so forth and using the word of God and, and the kingdom principles. And so uh, my sister called that next morning, which is the 30th, the last day of the month, which all of our managers, all of us were supposed to deliver to the boss some business. I mean, he didn't want to hear nothing else, believe me. And so my sister called that morning about 9 o'clock. She said, well, how are you doing this morning, brother? How are you doing this month, brother? Well, I, you know, she was kind of jabbing me just a little bit. And uh, just out of my spirit, I said this. I'm doing fine, thank you. And you call me back at 5 o'clock today, I'll have so much business I can't put it on the books. <laughs> Boom, and hung up. <clears throat> well, what happened? My marketing reps start calling in. Hey, Bill, I just got a big order for so-and-so. Hey, hey, Bill, I just so I mean, I said, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. So at 5 o'clock, I'm back over to the administration section of the branch office. I'm booking business. I booked enough for me, booked enough for the next manager, Leo, booked enough for the next manager, Bill Adrian, booked enough for that. I'm booked enough for the whole office. Now watch this. My boss came out, looked over my shoulder, and saw all his quota was met. And he said, hey, Bill, that's enough. Let's save some for next month. <laughs> See, he thought I couldn't do it the next month, but you can do it anytime. Yeah. See, a miracle is only a set of laws that your mind has not been renewed to. That's all a miracle is. And so you can work a miracle anytime. And so what I'm saying here is Gloria said, you don't know enough. That's your problem. The reason why you're still there is you don't know enough. Isaiah chapter 5, please, verse 13. We're still going to go to uh, Luke chapter 1. We're not finished up with Mary yet. Okay? Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13. I've got to get you a faster system. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have what? What? Say it loud. They have no knowledge. Have no knowledge, you stay in it. If you're broke, you stay broke. Sick, stay sick. Marriage in trouble, stay marriage in trouble. Doesn't make any difference. Single, stay single. You can believe for a, a husband. You can believe for a wife. Y'all looking at me crazy now, but see, I'm bringing, I'm your prophet. I'm, I'm bringing you knowledge. You can look in your book, uh, um, um, Dr. Paul Youngie Cho, you look at his book on the fourth dimension, you can see exactly what the lady, what happened when he went to visit his friend. His friend said, hey, this lady here, Dr. Cho, could you pray for her for her husband? He said to the lady, he said, yeah. He said, sure. Uh, have you been believing for her husband? She said, yes. He said, well, how long have you been believing? He said, uh, she said about 10, 10, 12 years or something like that. He said, well, what have you been believing? And that's you too. Now, only thing I'm telling you is how long are you going to be slack to go in and possess your inheritance? That, that's what he's asking you here. This is what he's asking. He's asking the church. This is the church people he's talking to. All right? So let's look at Mary. And down here, so notice what she says here after he tells her what is going to happen. And look at verse 36. Are you with me so far? 
Oh, they're popping them scriptures up there now. Okay, before I can turn around, you got it up there. Amen. Amen. Who is that in there? Somebody in there I know? That scripture? Yeah, the main person to handle the keyboard, come on, come on out here. Come on out here. Main person to handle the keyboard, come on out here. Don't be scared. Come on out here. Oh, they over here? Are they over here? Oh, okay. Tell them to come on in here. Yeah, I, I, I want to, you know, bring honor where honor is due. And uh, sometimes you got to honor these kind of people. Amen. Come on out here. Yeah. Here's $100. Say, bless your heart. Buy yourself some game. All right. <clears throat> Does somebody over here have their hand up? No. Okay. All right. Now, all right, let's look at verse. I'm giving her a chance to get back there. Verse 36. Uh, what happened to 36? Okay. Bring me my money back. All right. Now, I could, now she's all right. She's all right. Put it up there, please. Okay. 37, whatever it is. Whatever I had up there. Come on, put it back up there. Okay. All right. Now, look what it says here in verse uh, 36, I guess it is. All right, Luke chapter 1, verse 36. Come on, please. Praise God. We can do this. This is not, this is not hard, folks. And behold, thou cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is a sixth month with her, who is called barren. Next verse. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. With who? Next verse. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel did what? Departed. Now, was this impossible that he was asking Mary to participate in? Wait a minute. Um, just naturally, was it impossible? He's just asking her to have a baby without a, a husband. And... Today, you can do some artificial insemination, so forth like that. But back in the day here, they didn't have all of that. You, you had to, your soldiers had to march. And uh, so let's, let's come on down here and let's look at verse um, 44 and 45. Okay? All right. Mary goes down to Elizabeth's house, her cousin. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Now, this is Elizabeth, who's six months expecting. Blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Now, this is interesting, because basically what this says is that when you believe, it provokes an anointing for performance of what God has promised. I'll try that again. 
when you believe, it provokes an anointing or power for performance or virtue, some people say, for the performance of what God has promised. All right? Now, you remember the woman with the issue of blood. Put it up there, please. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. It says, look at the woman with the issue of blood, because I want these principles to go inside of you. I'm, listen, I got one shot at you. I call it a drive-by. And you got to get it while I'm here. You got to get it. All right, look what it says. For a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had which was nothing better but rather grew what? Worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his clothes or garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be what? Whole. Now wait, let's take that same verse. And if they have the amplified translation up there, all right? Let's put the amplified in that same verse, verse 28. Now watch what this says. For she thought, that's the amplified, try the amplified in the amplified, yeah, see. For she kept saying, see, 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 because when she first hears it, she doesn't believe it. But if she keeps saying it, she'll eventually believe. And if you believe, it will provoke the power or the virtue of God for the performance of what he is supposed to be She kept saying. She kept saying. Now, let me ask you this. Do you believe? Now, I can look at your life and tell you what you believe. Because if you believe this Bible, the Bible says wealth and riches are going to be in your house. Now, that's what the Bible says. Hey, don't look at me. I'm just a messenger. That's what the Bible said. Okay? Now, don't confuse your portion with your condition. Understand that if your condition is such, don't confuse. You're supposed to look at this Bible and see what your portion is and make your condition match your portion. If wealth and riches are not in your house, somehow you're slack. Now, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just saying either it's ignorance of the word of God, they just don't know, or you never heard this thing or never employed meditation. Never taken that word and taken it as yours. Begin to, for she said, for she said, for she said. Think about it. Right now, you believe something. Now, I don't know what you believe, but you believe something. You run up on people sometimes, do you believe in God? No, I don't believe in God. Okay, well, what do you believe in? Well, I don't believe in nothing. You know, you can't exist not believing in anything. Since you believe something anyway, you may as well believe the Bible of what it says. 
So I go in here and I'm going to see what God has promised me that Satan has deceived me out of or the giants are holding that belongs to me. Now, I want my stuff. Excuse, excuse my English. <laughs> now, so if you look at that and read that on down there, Mary then began to prophesy. She began to say prophetic things. Come on down to verse uh, 47, please, of Luke chapter 1. Come on down to verse 47, Luke chapter 1. What? She began to say things that were very interesting. Now, understand, this is a woman that really doesn't have anything showing yet. Here's what she said. My spirit rejoiced in God, my Savior. Check it out, next verse. And she said, for he has looked upon the lowest state of his handmaiden, or, yes, uh, and it's, it's, uh, pardon me, uh, low station and humiliation. Wait, 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 wait. We're in Amplified. Come on back to um, the King James, if you will, please. All right. Um, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Folks, she's not even experiencing morning sickness yet. She just was told this. But did she believe it? I said, did she believe it? If I tell you as your prophet, wealth and riches are in your house. You got what I'm saying? See, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to trying to be something, I'm only delivering you the message that's in the book. I'm the angel. I'm, I'm coming to deliver you a word, but it's up to you to say, be it unto me. And then after, from then on, she began to declare it. She began to speak it. She began to say amen to that. Is this making sense to you? Now, some people say, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'll tell you what the prophet told me the other, other month. He said, there, Bill, there is no place in the Bible that it says to wait. Boy, that, that did it for me. That, that, I said, praise God, that my, I can't improve on it. No place in there. I'm just waiting on the Lord. Now, this rent money. I'm just waiting on the Lord. Pretty soon the, the landlord calls and says, listen, if you don't have that money tomorrow, I, I'm, you, you know, you, 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 you going to <laughs> go into the next phase of your living existence. And, and uh, what happened? And all of a sudden, at the last minute, the Lord comes through. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what happened? It wasn't that the Lord was waiting for the last day of the month. He was waiting on you to trust only in him. See, when you ran out of all the other, you couldn't put the spank on no more relatives. They done gave you all that they could give you. And you had run out of resources and ideas. Now you left with nothing but God. And that's where you get that expression from. He may not come when you want him, but he always is on. The, after you done got your behind kicked all over town, then he's, he's, he's. Okay, now, 
All right, let's, let's look at this. <clears throat> Are we okay? Are we okay? Okay, all right. I'm just saying, you don't need to get that beat up before God shows up. You know, you see some people, every time you see them, how you doing? I'm going through. <laughs> you're, you're not expected to go through 24-7, 365 days out of a year. You are not designed to stay on the defense. He didn't design you for that. Okay, um, can we keep going? So now, as we're talking about your situation, let's go over to Mark's gospel in chapter 11. It was a very familiar um, chapter to most of us, okay, who were born again. Mark chapter 11. How are we doing so far? Doing okay? Okay. Now, I'm not up here and come here just to preach for my health. I'm preaching for your wealth. I'm, 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 I'm not coming here for you to just get a little twiddle and show up here so you can see. I saw Bill Winston last night. Praise the Lord. That, that is not why I was called into ministry. I just noticed you need to have a Bible. You need to have, you know, somehow get your CD maybe or take, make a note on your, on your uh, uh, iPhone. And you need to have the Bible app maybe on your iPhone and so forth like that. Now, I'm, 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 I, I might have to spank you a little bit here because you're going to have to grow up. You can't keep living off of somebody else. You've got you to gotta now, you know, live off yourself and, and so forth. See, that's what's happening with this country. And people get mad because somebody's taking the country back. And um, they don't like that. Okay? That devil, he had this country all spread out. He had this country... He had living on foreign oil and all kinds of stuff. God never intended for this country to be like that. He intended this country to be sovereign. Amen. Say amen to that. And then when you start closing it up and, and cutting off the devil's ability to be able to control your country, uh, the devil starts screaming. And he'll use media to start screaming through. I'm not getting political now. You can vote for whoever you want to vote for. But the Bible says, pray for all that are in authority. Okay. And I love God, so I'm going to obey God. All right. Now, <clears throat> all right, let's, uh, can I keep going? Look, Mark chapter 11, verse 1. Let's start there. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me check. See what kind of, what kind of time we got here. Praise the Lord. Take your time. Okay. Mm, time out. All right. Okay. You got that. Amen. 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 I need to give you some money on that, but okay. But that's all. all right. Okay. All right. Look at what it says. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem and to Bethphage and to Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples. 
And he said unto them, Now go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a coat tied. A coat, we call it today a donkey or something like that. Okay. Whereon never a man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, why do you this? You say, unto the Lord, say, you say that the Lord has need of him. And straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the coat by the door without in a place whereon two ways met. And they loosed him. And certain of them that stood there said, wait a minute, unto them, what do you do, you loosing this coat? And they said unto them, even as Jesus had commanded, and they let him go. And they brought the coat to Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 1. <clears throat> we'll start at verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. <clears throat> Are you there? And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have what? Dominion. Say it louder. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Dominion. Let's define it. This is me. I got it out of teaching from Dr. Frederick Casey Price years ago and so forth. Never forgot it. It means rulership. It means lordship. It means stewardship, or another word for that, caretakership. And it means ownership. Okay? So he has given Adam rulership, lordship, caretaker or stewardship, and ownership. So one man, the prophet of late, says that Adam was an owner with stewardship responsibilities. That's where he described it. Now, some people take issue. Well, God owns it all, so forth. Well, the Bible says he's given all everything to Jesus and that we're joint heirs with who? Christ. Am I right about that? The Bible says we are heirs of God. Now, last I checked, God can't use a single cow. You need the cow. Well, I'm a vegetarian. Okay, he can't eat corn. He can't eat bean, butter beans, but you need them. Say amen to that. All right, now I'm, I'm only trying to, I'm, I'm trying to make it so that your mind won't kick this back. Okay. All right, so... He said in verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1, he said, this stewardship part coming up now. But God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Now, replenish means to perpetually renew and resupply. To perpetually renew and resupply. 
and subdue it. That means keep down the devil because he's running around and have dominion again. Okay? All right. Now, <clears throat> the church, fast forwarding, because we know Adam lost it all. The Bible says when 2 Corinthians 4, 4, Satan became the God of this world, little g. Now, where did he get that title from? Got it from Adam. Got it from Adam. The Bible says over in Psalm chapter uh, uh, 82, didn't I say you are gods? Amen. Little g. Are y'all with me here? Amen. All right. So Adam lost it, but Jesus came as the last Adam to get it back. So he repossessed the earth. Got it? And gave you dominion over it. Okay, so nothing really supposed to go on in this planet unless you okay it. You have, somebody said the earth is under new management. No, I, I don't know if you said it, but that's okay if you said it. But I'm just telling you what somebody said. And I thought that was a good expression. All right. Now, let's, let's, let's keep going with this. So, here is, here is the church. And now the church has been placed in the earth as the body of Christ who was called Jesus, the last Adam. So this church is the body. All right? Now the head is on the body. And Jesus is the head of the church. Now scriptures say that, all right? So you're the ones that he's left here in charge to make sure that this Eden mandate is carried out. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. You're the ones. Now, you didn't choose him. He chose you. Well, you don't know. Uh, I had five kids out of wedlock. He still chose you. Well, I, I've been in prison for 20 years. He still chose you. Because who he chooses, he anoints, cleans you up, and starts you on your future. Brand new preacher in Christ. You with me? Why? So the devil can't accuse you. All right, now, so as I look at this, I'm looking at this carrying out this mandate. Now, he says, oh, I don't want to go through all these scriptures. I'm telling you, I'm just... Uh, Paul by revelation, all right? Let me, let me give you that. Galatians chapter 1, please. Open Galatians, we're still talking about this donkey that's tied up. Open Galatians chapter 1. It says, this is um, starting at verse uh, 11. Okay? But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me was not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Come on down to verse 15. 
But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles or heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Let's see. I have a little bit more time, don't I? Let me ask you this section. Do I have a little bit more time on this section? Okay, all right, all right. this section over here, man, I'm telling you. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Verse, uh, verse 17, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went unto Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Now, what does Paul say? Paul said, uh, I got saved. And I didn't go to be taught by the apostles. I went to Arabia and God taught me himself. Now understand, the apostles for the most part sat under the teachings of who? Jesus. Paul is saying, when I got born again, Jesus was gone. So I had no teacher except the Holy Ghost. And I went up to there and I learned some things that caused me to write over half the New Testament. Now, I'm, I'm talking for Paul right now. You got what I'm saying? And he came up and saw a revelation of something. Turn to it, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 21. Glory to God. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are whose? Yours. Say mine. mine. Next verse. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas. Now these are ministry gifts. Cephas is Peter. These are ministry gifts. I had a lady come in one time. I was doing a funeral over in the south side of Chicago. And I was early. And then I went and the lady, um, I, I uh, asked the guy, he said, well, you're a little early. Not for two hours or so. Yeah. I said, well, is there a place I can get a cup of tea or something? He said, yeah, about two blocks down is a McDonald's. I said, okay, I'll go down there. He said, well, we have somebody to drive you. I said, no, no, beautiful day. I just walk. I started walking. So I crossed the parking lot of the McDonald's, and a voice ran out, rang out from a car. And this is what he says. There's a man of God. I said, man, who is that? And so I went on inside. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm in line here to get some tea. The door swung open. There's a man of God. I knew it was my day. That's what they, they're talking loud, you know, loud talking. This lady, she heavy set lady on a cane talking loud. Uh, and I'm standing trying to be insignificant and standing here trying to go out trying to do that. So, There's a man of God. She's seen on television and so forth. She, she started walking toward me. I knew it was my day. I, I just, I, I woke up this morning and something said, this is your day. And I, it, it, I said, now I know what this lady wants. She want me to lay hands on her. I'm going to lay hands on this lady. I'm gonna. So she got close enough to me. I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And boom, the cane went up in there. The lady went back. I told you it was my day. I told you. Now, wait a minute. Why could she do that? 
Because every ministry gift belongs to you. You can have a problem. A lady came up to me after a sermon. She said, I, I, after I finished preaching, I said, hey, I apologize to you. I said, I was all over the place today. I'm not sure why. Lady came to me afterwards. She said, Pastor, I didn't tell you where you were, what was happening. I said, what? She said, I've been fasting for three days. It's the fourth day. And I said, I'm going to that church, and I'm going to get me an answer for this problem. She said, you gave me the exact answer that I needed. You know why? Because I'm a ministry gift. I belong to her. Those gifts belong to you. Paul, Apollos, they belong to you. You shouldn't come here just to hear, hear a sermon. You should come here saying, hey, I'm going to hear something that I can get out of this house debt. Watch this. In 30 days. I'm, I'm going to hear something tonight. See? And when you do that, you place a, you draw out of my insides. That woman with the issue of blood, she conducted the ministry of Jesus. He was going with Jairus. He was the ruler of the synagogue. He was going down to Jairus' house. That woman stopped him. He couldn't stop unless God stopped him. And when you draw out of me, God puts in me what it has, because my gift is to serve you. People come with tradition and all that and don't expect nothing, they don't get nothing. God said there's no condition or no situation you could be in that he cannot get you out of in 24 hours. I'll try that again. God said to me, tell the people there's no situation, no condition that they can be in that I cannot get them out in 24 hours. If you look in that Bible, look at all the places God got them out the same day, same day, same day, same day. Even in 2 Kings chapter 19, here's Hezekiah, got the worst fight of his life. Next thing you know is he went, sent to the prophet to get a word. The prophet sent a word back to him. He took the word, opened the, opened the word up, took it in the temple and read the word. See, all you got to do is read the word. You take it and bring it back to God. And he brought it back to God. And then the Isaiah, the prophet, God spoke to the prophet, said, turn around and tell him, um, I have heard his prayer. And watch this. That night, 185,000 of the enemy got slain by angels. And you're sitting up here with a problem. That folks, how long are you going to be slack to go in and possess your inheritance? Your inheritance says you can get out in 24 hours. That's your inheritance. Don't let the devil run off with your stuff. All right. Okay. So, um, all things are yours. With Apollo, Apollos, and Cephas. And then the next verse, that, uh, next part of that. No, no, same verse, same verse. Uh, or the world. Let's just stop right there. <clears throat> but no, let me read it. The world, a life or death, or things present, things to come, all are yours. Next verse says, and you are whose? Christ, and Christ is whose? God. Everybody's under somebody. All right. The world is yours. I said the world is yours. Let's take a couple of scriptures. Psalm 115, verse 16. And look what it says here. He said this. (laughs) 
That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm going to get money back on the way out. Okay. Look what it says. And heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to who? Children of men. Is that you? If you know anything about this planet and what's going on in it, less than 10% of the people own more than 80% of the wealth. Okay? Now, God gave this planet to his people. Is this the right bunch I'm talking to? So that means somebody's got your stuff. Is this the right bunch I'm, I'm about to talk to me? All right. Now look at a scripture found in the book of Nahum. And Nahum chapter 2. And I want to say verse 9. Let's try that. Nahum chapter 2 and verse 9. Take ye the spoil of the silver, take ye the spoil of the gold. For there is none end of the store and glory out of all the pleasant furniture. Let's try that scripture in the Amplified Translation, please. All right, it says, take the spoil of silver, take the spoil of gold, for there is no end of the treasure, the glory and wealth of all the precious furnishings. Let's go to Psalm 73. And let's look at verse, uh, Psalm 73 and verse uh, 7. <laughs> 73 and verse 7 says, Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than the heart could wish. And the imagination of their minds overflows with what? Follies. In Nuham, it says, it's no end to the riches of the wicked wealth, who have the wealth. Here, he says, not only do they have all of that, but they also have an imagination that makes them use that to put filth because, don't hate them, don't hate them, because they don't, their father is the devil. Got it? Now, God controls it all. Am I right about that? But you are stewards here. Got it? 
So all things are yours. So let me tell you what that means. It does not mean my name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. That is not what it means. Okay? It means that anything on this planet that is held in the wrong hands, if there's anything good about it, is there anything that would better your life? Is there anything that would keep you uh, uh, financing your assignment? You have a right to it. I'm not going to restate that. Got it? Jesus said, go in town. There's a donkey tied up. He said, Colt, I'm just giving you a donkey so you can describe it in your mind. Tied up. Loose him and bring him to me. Now, if anybody asks you, what are you doing loosing my coat? You tell him, come on, that the Lord has need of it. And he will send him. Now, I'm saying this because a lot of the church's stuff is tied up in the world. Can somebody get mad at the world? Well, you did bastard it. And then the next thing you know, they're pitting the rich against the poor and the rich need to pay more taxes and so forth and so on. Well, all them deceptive arguments. But here's the deal. <clears throat> Look at Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance, a moral, it's amplified again. I guess you just put that up when you want to, huh? Um, okay, all right. A good, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Let's put it up there in the amplified, please. Since you had it up there, praise God, maybe I'll put it back up there. Okay, A good man leaves an inheritance of moral stability and goodness to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner finds its way eventually into the hands of the righteous, come on, for whom it was laid up. Now let's look at another verse, because this verse ought to just cinch it. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 2. And verse 26, Ecclesiastes chapter 2. That's not Ecclesiastics. That's Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 26. Yeah. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But to the sinner, he's giving what? Travail. To gather and to what? Heap up that he might give to him that is what? Good before God. Now, what does he say? That the sinner has a ministry. Last I checked, <clears throat> Apple had four, had 
$260 billion cash. Question, well, why did they take that and rebuild Puerto Rico? Well, why don't they take that and rebuild your neighborhood? You know why they don't? Because that's not their ministry. Their ministry is to gather. I'll try this out. Their ministry is to heap up. Don't blame them. They're doing good in their ministry. But it's laid up for the just. But we haven't called for the donkey. We're just leaving it laid up. And some of it's being used to put movies out and things like that. That Bible says in Numbers chapter 33, if you leave it with them, they will vex you. Why? They know not what they do. They don't know what they're under the guidance of Satan. Your job is to take it. How long are you going to leave this laid up? Time to possess your possession. Do you agree? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And Isaiah 5.13 says, my people are held in captivity because they have no knowledge. What kind of knowledge? Revelation. Revelation, not information. Revelation. God can't transfer it without you seeing it. So God spoke to me one day, we're coming out of a temporary place where we're having services. He said, buy that shopping mall. Whoa. I thought I was hearing things. I want to say, get thee behind me, Dad. <laughs> Came out the next Sunday. He said, buy that shopping mall. See, that's a donkey tied up. I'm telling you, you got hotels tied up. I'm telling you, you got new companies Tied up. Come on, you, you come on, all kinds of stuff is tied up. It was for the righteous. So, what did I do? I sent a couple of people over there from the ministry. I said, go over there and look at that thing, that shopping mall there. God, I think God's telling me to buy that thing. And they said, oh, okay. They went over there, looked at it, and said, Pastor, we can buy that little part on the east end right down there. I said, God didn't say nothing about East End. He said, buy the whole mall. Whole mall? Oh, 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 pastor. Why? It's just like Mary is going to have to give birth to God. He wants it as far out of your reach as you can do it. Let no flesh glory in what I'm about to do to you. Now, what do you have to do? Believe. So what did I have to do? I said, Lord, wait a minute. How am I going to believe? This? How am I going to get this? He said, Joshua 1.3, every place the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I've given you. See, God does nothing without faith. He does nothing without love. And he does nothing without a seed. 
So what did I have to do? I said, just like Abraham, I have no seed. He said, here's your seed. It's the word of God. Joshua 1.3. He said, take it and eat it. I took it and it grew inside of me. As it grew, the shopping mall shrunk. All of a sudden, I could slay that giant. People see us riding around the airplane, going all overseas, our own jets and so forth, and they get jealous. I said, well, get you one. <laughs> Folks, I believe the bigger your request, the more God likes it. <laughs> see, think about it. Think about it. When you get to heaven, you're going to be living down the street from God. You're not going to have no trailer homes up there. That's nothing wrong with it. I'm not coming down on anybody. But you better get over it. Because your streets are going to be gold. The gates you're going to pass, gated community, you're going to be passing through. It's going to be a pearl. I'm just saying, you need to get, come on. We got to get our thinking right. I was just, just on my cell phone. One of my partners out there in California, he said, I want you to check this new ghost I got. Some of y'all never heard of ghosts. That's a Rolls Royce. Suicide doors. These are the kind of people I know. I, I know, I know y'all too, but deep. I don't hang out with y'all very much. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. No, I was just kidding. I love you. But I, I could give away hundreds. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And touch me. I just listen to God and do it. Why? Because he doesn't want you to get that money to heap it up. If, if that were the case, he could leave it where it's at. 2 Corinthians, please, chapter 9 and verse 6. 6. <clears throat> but this I say, who he was so at boundary shall reap also boundary. Uh, so sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of what necessity. For God loveth a what? Cheerful giver. Watch the next one. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Hold on that scripture. Go into the amplified translation on that particular scripture, please. Look what he says, amplify. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always under all circumstances and whatever the need be what? Self-sufficient. Possessing enough to require what? No aid or support. And furnish what? In abundantly for every what? Good work, come on, and charitable donation. Go back to the King James, next verse. Please, thank you. As it is written, he has what? Dispersed abroad, come on. He has given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Next verse, please. Now he that ministers seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food and will multiply your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. Next verse. 
being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. I'll close with this. So here we've just gone down to Tulsa. I was going to Oral Roberts and seminary down there in graduate school. And I got in there and it was in the middle of the, the year. It was uh, during the Christmas time. And so as I got there, we were, um, my wife and I, we didn't quite know all about Tulsa and so forth. And so what happened was, uh, I just felt in my heart, I said, baby, we need to bless somebody. Let's get some groceries and so forth or something. Just bless somebody. So we went, didn't know where we were going, got some groceries, I mean, filled the trunk up. And then we got on the highway. Didn't know where we were going, but we ended up on the north side of Tulsa, which is where the government housing is and so forth and so on. Pulled up in one of the government housing places and saw a guy walking down sidewalk. I said, hey, uh, we're looking for somebody that uh, needs, some, needs some food. You, you know somebody? Oh, yeah, I know somebody. My cousin over there. And God said, no, that's not the one. Then I saw a lady walking, spoke to her, didn't want, not the one. And then I saw a lady coming down. We went all the way to the end of the government housing project, lady coming down from second floor. I said, excuse me, ma'am, you know somebody that needs some groceries? She said, oh, you're talking about Miss Love upstairs. She's first door on the right. I said, love, that's it. That's it, it's love. And so God said, that's it. So I got out of the car, locked the car, left my wife in there. And um, <laughs> yeah, they were shooting out there, man. And so what happened? Went upstairs, and out there, knocked on the door. Now I know I heard something when I came up. I know I did. You know how y'all do. The voice said, who is it? I said, now my name is Bill Winston. I'm a preacher. She cracked the door. She said, yes. I said, are you Miss Love? She said, yes. I said, Miss Love, I've got a trunk full of groceries out here for you. Ah! She threw the door open. She said, come in here, preacher. She said, look at these. These are my grandkids on this, sitting on the old raggedy couch. Sitting on this couch, she said, uh, their mama's on drugs, and they're asking me, Grandmama, when are we going to get some food? And I, I told them, I said, baby, don't worry. God's going to bring us some food. She said, come look at this refrigerator preacher. Opened it up, I didn't see nothing but a mason glass, a jar, a jar of water. I want you to know something. You, with this new found wealth, are supposed to be a walking supply house. It's not for us to heap up. We're supposed to become distributors. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth and subdue it. Did you get something out of that tonight? Give the Lord a praise and thanksgiving.
Say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I've heard your word tonight. You said you sent your word and it healed them and delivered them from their destruction. You said that we can have the mind of Christ. Tonight, Lord, I've heard a word. I will not let it slip. I will be a doer. I will not let my coat stay tied up. Tonight is going to be a change in my whole life. Thank you for sending me your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God one more praise. Would you? Glory to God. If you will, before you leave, before you leave, nobody leaving, take your seats for just a moment. When I first joined IBM, I joined from the military. I was a fighter pilot, hotshot fighter pilot, decorated. I came in IBM, and I knew I had everything together. But that was a different field I was going into. And I went on quota. And I didn't know it, but they cut my salary in half when I went on quota. And they pay you commissions then after training. And for some reason, things didn't go right. I couldn't sell. First month, didn't sell. Things getting tight now. Second month, didn't sell. Things getting tighter still. I got kids I got to feed. Didn't know what to do. So one night I got in that apartment downtown by myself. Tears began to come to my eyes. I hadn't cried since I was a little boy. I didn't, didn't quite believe in it. But they came to my eyes and I said this, Lord, would you please help me? Well, I was brought up down that church down there in Tuskegee, Alabama. And I remember the man said that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I didn't have anything else. I was out of options. I'd gone to the physician and he said there was something going on in my stomach because I was worrying and so forth. Well, I, that really shook me because I'm still on flight status. You can't have things wrong with you. Man, everything's closing in. So when I said that, about two or three days later, one of the people at the job, she worked in the word processing area. She came to me and she said, hey, Bill, you want to go with me tonight? Well, I, I, was, I was single. She was single. She looked good. I said, yeah. What I'm saying is God knows how to get you to a meeting. So I picked her up, went on up there, next thing on the north side of Chicago, pulled up in the schoolyard, went in the back door of an auditorium. I thought we was going to wave our hands like we just didn't care. 
But they were waving their hands all right, praising God. And I said, whoa, whoa. And a guy there came up and hugged me and said, God loves you, brother. And for some reason, I just melted. There was just no more strength left in me. That night, I received Jesus. And when I did, everything changed. I became number one downtown Chicago in sales. Every relationship got mended. Got totally out of debt. Don't owe nobody anything. Haven't owed nobody any houses and cars and so forth for years and years. I'm just saying what he did for BW, he'll do for you. I went to the doctor. The doctor said, my God, this thing is cleared up. But that's what will happen to you when you come home. See, I had to come home. See, all of us have to come to the Father. And God has a way sometimes when we get in trouble of ministering to us. Let us know that he still loves us. Like the prodigal son, here's what he said, I'm going home. Wow. Powerful teaching. I'm going home. I've done everything I know to do. I've tried everything I know to try. I'm out of options. Well, I'm saying, tonight, I want to call you to come home. I don't know who you are, but I do know this. God wouldn't have me make this call if somebody wasn't here that was ready to come home. And I'm saying to make Jesus your Lord and Savior and to do it publicly. He said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before the Father. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before the Father. I want to pray for you the same prayer they prayed for me that night that changed my life forever. One word from God will change your life. So I don't know who you are in this house. I'm not asking you to join this church. You can do that tonight if you'd like. But I'm asking you to come into the kingdom. Because when you leave this place tonight, your life will never be the same. So whoever you are, I'm going to do something. I'm going to call you. When I call you, don't let the devil talk you out of it. You tonight have a divine appointment with God. Jesus said, you can't even come to me unless the Father has drawn you. What does that mean? That means God had to draw you to this meeting. So here's what I want to do right now. And I want you to respond. Watch this. Without feeling ashamed. I want you to respond. No matter what anybody might think about you, I want you to boldly respond. So whoever that is that I'm talking to right now, I want to pray with you right now. Here's what I want you to do. Take a step of faith. Get up out of your chair. Come up here and stand with me right here at the altar. Don't, don't look at nobody. Just stand right here. Right here. Right here. Right here, come on down, come on. Stand right here, stand right here. You come on, stand right here. 
Come on, we're gonna break the power. Come on, we got it going. We got it going. Come on, come on. Come on, keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming. Keep coming. This is gonna be Come on, this is gonna be your day. This is gonna be your day. Come on, this is your day. Don't you miss it. Come on down. Don't you feel embarrassed. call the second group. This group, come on down, just keep coming. This group, this group has been born again, but you are just as backslidden as you could ever be. You can't smoke that much reefer and still be in the kingdom. Now, whoever you are, I want you to do something. Help me shame the devil, because he don't think you're going to come back home. Whoever that is, Press your way. Come on out here. Come on down here. Stand with me right now. Come on. We coming home. Come on. We coming home. Come on. We breaking the power of Satan. We coming home. We coming home tonight. Come on. Let him use you. Come on. Come on. You're saying. 